Hey, what's going on, Body of Christ? This is Joseph Brownlee, back with my podcast, Connecting the Dots. This is March 6th on a Saturday. March 6th on a Saturday, approximately about a quarter to one. How's everybody doing? I hope you're full of God's grace. And I hope you're enjoying His grace and His peace. In the name of Jesus Almighty. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. My podcast is called Connecting the Dots. Connecting the Dots, okay, where I teach on the Bible. And I'm reading from this this book that's wrote by John and Lois Verstigen. John and Lois or Louise Verstigen. I don't even know if I'm saying the name right, but this is the book that I'm teaching on called The Bible, The Big Picture. You know, it's been a wonderful week for me, another a wonderful work week. And by God's grace and everything, you know, I kept my peace, you know. I had a few ailments in my body, but that's okay. I feel okay now. That's not going to stop me from uh, reading God's word or teaching God's word. So, uh, for f- no further ado, because of time constraints, I want to get on to continuing on the, this book that I'm reading out of by John and Louis, John and Lori Vestigen, I'm sorry, John and Lori Vestigen called The Bible, The Big Picture. And uh, I just want to continue right now and and what I have left off in. I talked about time past, which is creation and uh, by and for Christ. And I talked about the fall of Lucifer in my last podcast. But now I want to get to the rebellion in heaven. I'm, this is going to be a short subject again. It's just going to be from about 20 or maybe 25 minutes or shorter about uh, God's plan. Uh, in the Bible, God has, uh, has a format and he has a plan that he has for the nation. He has a plan for the heavenlies and he has a plan for the earth. And I wanted to get this, get that through everyone that's listening. That's why I wanted to uh, read it out this book, this great book called The Bible, The Big Picture by John and Lori Verstigen. So right now I'm going to read The Rebellion in Heaven. The beginning of The Rebellion in Heaven, there was a rebellion in heaven, just like there's going to, there was a rebellion on earth. But it's, both of them started with Satan. And I, remit, I mentioned that in my last podcast. It started with Lucifer, the rebellion, because he always wanted to be, he always wanted to be, excuse my language, it doesn't come out right sometimes. My tongue gets tired quite a bit, so... Just remember, through my podcast, I, I get tongue-tied. My words doesn't come out right at, uh, at times, but I try to go back and try to explain it the best way I can to the ones that's listening. So if I just mess up, uh, that's the way it is. I don't edit my podcast, and I know many people say I should, and maybe in the future I will, but I want to just keep it real, keep it live, and you know, I get it brings a frustration when I try to make it too perfect. So I just want to just make it real, and real enough, and uh, uh, audible enough that you can understand it, and I think that's more important than trying to say things correctly all the time. So I hope you get what I'm coming from. So I'm going to start off reading uh, on page 12 on the Bible, the big picture, and this is Rebellion in Heaven, and it reads following: Since Satan's fall, or uh, since his fall, Satan's plan has been to take control of all creation. Remember, I mentioned that he wanted to be the possessor of heaven. And earth. He wanted to be like the most high, which translates to possessor of heaven and earth. And, you know, remember Satan always wanted to control the heavens. He already already has control over the earth. He already is in charge of things over the earth. What I mean by that is not he's not God. 
of the universe, but God, he, he, he manipulated Satan. He got the keys from the earth. He controls the prince of the power. He's the prince of the power of the air, so he controls the, uh, the type of movement and the, the, the elements of the earth, what's going on now. Many people might say, God is in control. God is on the throne. God is going to do that, but he allows Satan to take control of that on earth. So remember that Satan is the prince of the power of the air, okay? He's the God of the earth, all right? Little G, that is. So reading and quoting from uh, John the Lord Verstigen, since his fall, Satan's plan has been to take control of all creation. He led a rebellion in heaven and many angels followed him. God says the heavens are unclean in his sight. You'll find that in Job 15 and 15, where God says the heavens are unclean in his sight. Because of that rebellion of Satan, the rebellion of Lucifer then, and rebellion of the angels, the, the heavens, which is going to be renewed in the future and ages to come, is, is, is unclean in God's sight. Reading, in fact, God originally prepared hell for these fallen angels. Since God knew beforehand that Lucifer would rebel, he had a plan to one day cleanse the heavens and restore them to the headship of the Lord Jesus Christ. However, he kept his plan to do so secret so that Satan and his princes would not know it. God did not reveal his plan to restore the heavenly places anywhere in the Old Testament, so we will not discover it until much later in the Bible. But now, just remember that God did have a plan to regain complete control of the heavenly places, but he would only make it known in due time, okay? Now, there was also rebellion on earth between Adam and also was started by Lucifer. And I'm quoting and reading when it says here in this book, when God created Adam and Eve, he instructed them to have dominion over the earth. Satan sought to continue his rebellion there. God had given Adam one simple command, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Thou shalt not eat of it, or thou shalt not eat of it, for in that day that thou eatest, thou thereof thou shalt surely die. Satan, the serpent, questioned God's word by asking, Yea, hath God said? Then he challenged God's word by lying, Ye shall not surely die. Instead of trusting God's word, Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. Thus they brought sin and death into the world, and the earth was placed under a curse. Because of this, Satan was able to take dominion over the earth from Adam, like I was saying earlier. Continue reading, but this did not take God by surprise either. Just as God had a plan to take back the heavens, he had a plan to take back the earth. However, he did begin to reveal his plan for the earth, little by little, right from the beginning of the world. This is what we read about in the Old Testament. Okay. Now, I read, read some passages from this book and everything, but I want you to understand, in order to get what I'm saying and not think it's just me or Lori or John Versages in this book, there are some scriptures to look for into. You can go to the scriptures of Revelation 12 and 9. Matter of fact, I'm going to go there now. So let's go to some scriptures. Let's just read some things that I have read out this book that give you an eye open on what I was saying. So the first book we're going to go to is Revelation 12 and 9. So let's get that in there. Revelation 12 and 9. Okay. So if you have a Bible, please turn to that. All right. All right, Revelation talks about the great dragon. Now, this is what the, uh, this book was saying right here when it says, uh, since the fall of Satan's plan has been taking control of creation, he led a rebellion in heaven. This is the rebellion in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, 
which was deceived, which was deceiving the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. His angels was cast out with him. There was rebellion in heaven. Satan, after his tried to take over heaven, he got through out of heaven into the second heavens, the atmosphere, the, the space and everything like that. He's not on the earth yet, but he still has power and has control of manipulating. That's how he got to Eve. And Eve was manipulating and Adam followed her away. Okay. But the um God gave Adam the order to not eat from that uh, that tree of, of life. Okay. All right. So the dragon was kicked out of heaven according to tw uh, Revelation 12 and 9. Let's go to Job 4 and 18. Job 4 and 18. Job 4 and 18. Okay. Okay, Job 4 and 18 reads, Behold, he put no trust in his servants and his angels he charged with folly. Okay, he doesn't, God, uh, one third of the angels was kicked out of heaven with Satan. So therefore, there was no trust in those angels. God had a remnant of angel, angels with Satan that he kicked out of heaven. So he puts no trust in his servants and his angels was charged with folly. They were charged with rebellion. They was charged with evil. So they was kicked out of heaven. So there you'll find it in Job 4 and 18. Job 4 and 18. Let's go to Ephesians 6 and 12. Please write these scriptures down so you can go back to them. Ephesians 6 and 12. Ephesians 6 and 12. Okay, Ephesians 6 and 12, and it reads, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So you see right now, there is spiritual wickedness right now that's trying to influence the world. These are the fallen angels. These are the fallen angels in the atmosphere now that's causing all this havoc on the earth and everything. So we must understand that when the angels got kicked into the, the second heavens, into the atmosphere, they, they was able to cause havoc on the earth because of the God of this world, Satan. So of course, to Ephesians 6 and 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our, our battle is with, in the spiritual realm against the angels, the body of Christ. They have control and they can easily manipulate, manipulate the unsaved world. But when you're in the body of Christ, we, they still cannot possess them. They still can oppress and manipulate, manipulate us in our daily lives. So remember, the fallen angels, many people are theologians say they're demons. I don't have no proof of that, but I just know they're wicked fallen angels and that's and they're our government, they're organized, they're spiritual governors, so they know what they're doing, there's nothing new to them, they know what they're doing, they're spiritually organized, so that's who we wrestle in battle, get our fight against in this world now, we wrestle against principalities and powers, okay, so that's part of that right there, let's go to uh, Matthew 25 and 14, Matthew 25 and 14, okay, sorry, I hit the wrong thing, Matthew 25 and 14, okay, Alrighty, Matthew, I'm writing it in my tablet now, so I'm just searching the same as you all, whoever is listening, 25 and 14, okay, Matthew 25 and 14, alright, I'm sorry, not 14, Matthew 25 and 41, excuse me, Matthew 25 and 41, let's go there, okay. And it reads, Then shall they say unto them in the left hand, Depart from me, ye curse unto everlasting fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. Now remember, reading in this book, 
It said, in fact, God originally prepared hell for these fallen angels. This was the verse. This is the verse that they was. I'm sure they got it from, and this proves right here in the scriptures. That's why you got to search the scriptures. You got to search the scriptures before you start saying some things. It says here in 25 and Matthew, Matthew 25:41, that Satan and the angels, the hell was prepared for them. Then shall he say unto them in the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed to everlasting fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. And you can go read into the context so you can get the whole context before you get to 41. I'm cutting it short right now because of time constraints to get through this message. But you read the whole context down of Matthew 41, Matthew all the way down to Matthew 41 to get a context how it led to him explaining how the everlasting fire, not hell, but the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Okay? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, 7 and 8. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 and 8. Okay, I like to hit the scripture so you can see yourselves. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 and 8. Okay, let's go there. It's 2 and 7. 1 Corinthians 2 and 7. Let's go there. And it reads, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Remember, I was teaching on a mystery earlier. Mystery means secret. All of this that I'm uh, showing you in these books is was a mystery hidden in God, okay, and revealed by Jesus to the Apostle Paul. Now, it's not the Apostle Paul that we worship. It's not the Apostle Paul that you, you look into. It's the message that was sent through the Apostle Paul. He was used just like Moses was used back for the law. Paul was used for grace and explaining, explaining the mystery to the body of Christ and the world. And it reads 2 Corinthians 2 and 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. See, it also says in the book, that's why, as uh, uh, Laurie and John was explaining here, he kept his plan to do so secret so that Satan and his princes would not know it. And it's proven right here. Tap it, keep going up. Here, which says, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Just remember, if Satan, and I'm believing that that, and the angels, fallen angels, knew the future plan of God, they wouldn't have crucified or had uh, Jesus crucified on the cross. Now, let that stick in your head and in your mind, if they knew. So, Satan thought he was doing, he thought he outsmarted God when he had Jesus crucified on the cross. Now, remember, according to the book of Psalms, the Lord was already was going to be a sacrifice on the altar. Not by the cross, but a sacrifice on the altar. See, Satan already knew that. Let me say that again. Satan already knew that. So he had, he tried his best to stop that sacrifice. He did not know the full plan, though. He didn't know that God bamboozled him. He hoodwinked and bamboozled him, uh, Malcolm X used that one time. I mean, he, he, he tricked him. Satan thought he was a master deceiver, but God had a master plan. And his plan was for the whole world to be saved and for the Jews and the Gentiles to become as one. But Satan did not know that then he thought if he had Christ killed, put it literally, he had Jesus killed, he had stopped the plan of God. But he didn't know that was the plan for Jesus to be sacrificed on the altar, probably not so much by the cross. Anyway, 
So he was fooled. And if he would have knew and the prince of the powers of the air, which is the angels and the governments of the spiritual world, whatever the Bible talks about that, it's talking about the wicked, evil, fallen angels that's in the world, the government of these fallen angels that's controlling the earth right now, okay? If he would have knew that, he wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. He wouldn't have had Jesus uh, killed on the cross, okay? So we must remember that. That was the first rebellion right there with Satan in the heavenly places. That's why the heavens is unclean now. He have to make a new heaven, okay? That's why the heavens are unclean. Okay, when you go to the earth, you got to go to Adam and Eve, okay? When Eve, Adam and Eve was on earth, they were, they were the ones supposed to bring all this through, but they were also manipulated by Satan. So just remember that. On my next program, I'm going to get into the rebellion on earth. Okay, I told you about I told you about the rebellion in heaven. What happened to Satan and the fallen angels? He wanted to be the possessor of the Most High. He wanted to be the possessor of the heaven and the earth. He wanted to be like the Most High, which is God. Okay, and I showed you some scriptures that prove what this, these passages were saying of Satan's rebellion. Okay, but the next section and the next segment of my podcast, I'm going to get into the rebellion on the earth with Adam and Eve. So to give you a better explanation, I'm going to go through that real quick, and then we're going to get into the meat of it, and we're going to get more deeper of God's plan all starting with the beginning of the earth everything I'm going to be reading about and teaching about all through this book is going not all through this book but mostly of this book is about God's plan about the earth his plan his set up plan about the kingdom of earth about his promise to Abraham to be fulfilled to set up a kingdom on the heavenly places for Israel remember for Israel and it's also going to be the nations, which is the Gentiles. Remember, Gentiles mean nations and proselytes. That's for the earth. Everything I'm going to be teaching in the next few segments will be about God's plan on earth. The heavenly plans are going to be laid on down the line. Because remember, it was never revealed. It was only revealed laid on down the line through the Apostle Paul. But the next segment is going to be God's plan to set up his kingdom for Israel and the Jews that he promised Abraham in Genesis 12. You know, coming up in this book great book so i want to thank you guys for listening you know and uh i hope you enjoyed this podcast it was fast but i want to keep it fast because we're going to go through these go through this book and everything like that so you can get a time plan the goal is to get uh 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 uh, uh let me see how could i put it a paramedic view of god's timeline and it starts with his it starts with his his setup of what the earthly kingdom and then it goes into the heavenly kingdom or the heavenly kingdom, which is uh, his plan for the heavens up there. But right now, I'm going to mostly get into his, his plans on earthly kingdoms. So I want you guys to stay tuned and remember that Jesus loves you. Okay, like I always say, the ones that's not saved, the unbelievers, it will only help you if you just accept Christ in your heart by believing in his death, burial, and resurrection, which is found in 1 Corinthians 15. 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. You must give your heart to Christ by believing that he died for your sins and he rose again. That's the most important thing before you continue this podcast. And I will keep putting emphasis on that for the unbelievers. And also for the ones, please leave me a message and give me a feedback about what you have just learned. If, if you have any ideas or any put inputs, I'm open to that. As long as you got some verses to back it up. As long as you know, you got some encouragement for me. Or as long as you just want to talk about a certain subject and we can get into it later. So remember, the next one will be, the, the rest of this book is going to focus on on is setting up the kingdom on earth for Israel, okay, for Israel and the Jews, okay, God bless you, grace and peace be with you all, I love y'all, 
Until the next podcast, peace out. God bless. Bye-bye.